brought to you by... For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Wow. I never saw anyone fish with such a wide net before. Oh, really? I don't like fishing with a pole. Can't catch the big ones fast enough. No kidding. You've got a bunch. Yeah, I know. This wide net gives me great distribution and reach. Really? How's it work? Well, fish like to move around to various parts of the lake, so by casting a wide net, I gather fish from everywhere they congregate. Wow, that's pretty smart. Thanks. Wide nets work. And they make you look smart. If you're looking to cast a wider net and fish where the fish are, Look Smart Advertising Solutions can help. Go to signup.looksmart.com to learn more. Playing the fastest game in town? Welcome to the Daily Searchcast. Featuring search engine analyst Danny Sullivan. Keeping you up to speed and ahead of the game on what's happening in the search engine marketing arena. Each day, join us for a recap of the prior days happening in your world. The Daily Searchcast makes sense of industry stories and sharing off-the-cuff remarks about what happened and what may come. Guest hosts give you a closer look and keep things rolling along with questions. So tune in and keep informed on the latest from Google, Yahoo, and search ask and other search engines join us now for this edition of search cast here's your hosts good morning and welcome to today's edition of daily search cast today is monday january 29th my name is barry schwartz i'm from rusty brick and with me today is detlef johnson from position tech hi detlef how you doing hey i'm doing great how are you barry good good nice weekend how was yours excellent uh, no doubt about it Looking forward to the week coming on? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think Danny comes back tomorrow. Is that the story? Uh, I, I think I might be on schedule for tomorrow, and Danny should be back Wednesday, although it could be uh, different from that. I don't know. I haven't, uh, but that's that. I have uh, committed at least through tomorrow. Oh, cool. Sounds good. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> so uh, definitely this being a Monday show, we've got a lot of stuff to get through, so... Uh, and Danny has uh, posted on the Search Engine Land blog uh, a really good posting that we'll get to in a second. But let's kick off with a bang. Let's go with, um, hey, uh, we've got a Nick Wilson post up here called Three Ways to Use Your Competition to Build Links and Targeted Traffic. So I'm going to grab that URL and drop it into the chat room here. There you go. And um, basically... There's uh, three tips here, and it might not work for every kind of site, but there's definitely some food for thought. Um, you know, tip number one: aggregating your competition. Well, you want to be careful with this one, but it is possible. You can, you know, uh, basically use uh, their content and aggregate it at your own site, which then can help, you know, whatever site you're building become like an authority on that topic. So if you think about you know, uh, your industry topic, and you use your competition. Now, this might be a little sticky, and the advice is, uh, number one, get permission <laughs> if you're going to do this. And that might right there be something you can't do. But if uh, if it's possible, like uh, as in a news-type site, you might be able to actually get some permission. And it mentions here email or even call may be even better. 
uh, to get permission so that you can republish their stuff. And I guess the benefit here is that not too many people know about RSS, so you can actually use that uh, and, uh, you know, you know, basically get a foothold now where other people are just learning about this stuff, trying to catch up. Uh, so if you are going to do that, tip two follows saying summarize your competition to stuff. So basically this is one of those things where if you're going to publish a blog you can, or some other kind of site, um, that you summarize stuff that's going on, you basically get a chance to include it in your own post. And uh, he mentions that there's the daily search cap, and that's kind of a newsletter that includes all sorts of different information from the industry and uh, all sorts of news sources. So it's just an example pointed out in this post about what uh, can, uh, can uh, be deployed in a tip like that. <clears throat> So anyhow, if you want to find some other ideas here about what you might be able to do to attract link building, and really this is along the lines of using new media styles on the web to attract links, build links, and get targeted traffic, check out the post. And now for the bomb. The Google bomb, that is. Uh, Danny's got an awesome posting on Search Engine Land, and let's drop that link in there, um, about how the Google bomb, miserable failure, has been now sort of dealt with by Google algorithmically. They were taking a lot of heat. You know, you've covered this you know, many times yourself. Um, they've taken a lot of heat, and they finally sort of uh, now have had to kowtow to the fact that, yes, Google Bombs work and miserable failure, which used to lead to the George Bush bio page of the WhiteHouse.gov site, is no longer the top result. And there were other results in there that were bombs, uh, sort of like revenge bombs on that bio, uh, including like Michael Moore's site and that sort of thing. So Google Bombs, uh, they said here, there's a quote that uh, Matt says that they dealt with this algorithmically rather than it being you know, sort of hand-manipulated. And uh, I guess that could be true uh, if they could somehow uh, build in that uh, you know some of the some of the bombs have telltale signs, things like the exact text, um, and the other thing that these bombs are uh, easily discernible by are that they generally uh, or usually target a kind of query that's not very popular. So those are the two things that they could use in an algorithm to sort of identify Google bombs and algorithmically deal with them. So that's probably how they attack the problem. Uh, they're not revealing exactly how, but those are two things that I thought of immediately when I figured out oh, they did it automatically. It probably has to do with the low number of queries and exact text. Sounds good to me, yeah. I mean, obviously they're not going to give us more details on that, but no uh, we should have enough threads out there in the next week or two to figure it out. You know, closer what they're doing, but you you seem to be on target. So. Yeah, that's probably what it is. But um, <clears throat> definitely, this has been a problem, and they haven't dealt with it very well in the past because this is one of those things, especially the the most famous one, failure and miserable failure before it, which was that um, uh, this got a lot of press. I'm, we're talking BBC has reported on this, NBC. There's a lot of mainstream press that reported on the Google bomb, and. Um, Initially, uh, Marissa Meyer had a post, I think, on the the, you know, the Google blog about it, saying, "Well, you know, we're, you know, you know, we don't 
we want it to be we want Google to be an algorithmic thing <laughs> and not you know, sort of hand manipulate results and this is just sort of a you know a fluke or a prank and Craig Silverstein has uh, pointed out that no one's really getting harmed by this although it could arguably be said that George Bush was and um you know, other things of that nature that uh, the comments out of the company were like, well, you know, we're not going to deal with it. Well, they finally got around to it, so that's what this news is about. Cool. Now then, Microsoft. Uh, you saw, and I actually opened up uh, the New York Times article on um, how they are lowering expectations for their growth, their search growth. And that is because they are, quote, unquote, not happy with the results of their new search engine. So <laughs> Microsoft has lowered their expectations because they basically lost a little market share over 2006, while Yahoo and Google has gained market share. Let me drop that link in the chat room. Basically, um, the numbers are that they had originally had high expectations, like 11% that they were hoping they would get 11% growth out of, uh, you know, selling search and advertising based on search. And that was uh, lowered to 3%. In the New York Times article, I mentioned 3 to 8%. So they've at least, you know, lowered their expectations. And some of the quotes are clearly not happy with losing market share, but they are definitely taking a quote-unquote long-term view of this business. Well, you know the rule of three with Microsoft. Yeah. Three, third time's the charm, you know? Yeah. First effort, effort is always laughable. Second effort is like good but not up to par. And then usually by the third try, they actually have something worth, you know, maybe <laughs> to take out the competition. <laughs> so, so we'll uh, see how it goes. Did you see um, Eleanor Mills, news.com, her thoughts on the live.com branding issues? I uh, didn't see that post. Was that off the link? Uh, I just actually updated it this morning uh, where she wrote an article about how the Microsoft's like, poor branding of live.com is hurting them as well. That's, you know, she feels that's part of the whole thing. You know Danny Sullivan, you know, Danny, he's always joking around. Like Whenever he says like Microsoft, MSN, Search, Windows Live, Expo, whatever, you know, he constantly makes fun of the names because he has so many different names and it confuses people. And obviously, you know, I mean, based on these metrics, it's actually showing could be one of the one of the problems with you know Live.com is that the branding and obviously could be relevancy. There could be a lot of other you know things out there that are affecting it. But that's just one more article to put into the whole. You know, oh yeah, I mean, you know, you guys are right. Uh, Live.com was something like totally brand new. It wasn't necessarily Microsoft branded. No one knows Microsoft you know, to go to live.com, that that's, they're going to end up at Microsoft. You know, it's something they had to push with advertising and investment and, you know, how whatever other things they're going to, methods they're going to use to try to gain, you know, mind share on live.com. And, you know, uh, start.com maybe for the Windows operating system. I mean, there's a, there's a number of different things that, you know, they might have chosen, but live doesn't also mean search. You know, when you think of Google, you think search because, you know, they've been successful at uh, taking that uh, word, which otherwise would be, you know, an esoteric math term, and turn it into what it means today, which is search. Well, live.com, I don't know, means so many different things. It would be kind of hard for people to think of live.com as, oh, 
obviously that's just search, you know? That's what it is. Like like Google only it's Microsoft. So they must have had some trouble with that brand. Definitely. I wonder if a random person off the street knows, you know, you could visit live dot com today and you ask them if it's Microsoft or not, they would probably have no idea. Right. If you ask them to go to Microsoft Search or MSN Search, they'd pretty much know, oh, uh, isn't that, you know, MSN.com? Well, they'd be right, you know. But <laughs> live is sort of, I don't know, it's bizarre. MSN yeah. as a business unit for Microsoft, I saw in the business section of a newspaper today, actually isn't, uh, uh, again, hasn't really performed very well and earned revenue for the company uh 2006. That's just uh, one of those areas where other factors in Microsoft make them revenue, like their operating system <laughs> and the Office products. So, speaking of, uh, would now be a good time for a commercial break, Barry? Sure, if we need one, go hit one right now. So let's hit a commercial break, guys, and we'll see you back in about a few minutes. We'll be back after this short break. Stay tuned. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Wow. I never saw anyone fish with such a wide net before. Oh, really? I don't like fishing with a pole. Can't catch the big ones fast enough. No kidding. You've got a bunch. Yeah, I know. This wide net gives me great distribution and reach. Really? How's it work? Well, fish like to move around to various parts of the lake, so by casting a wide net, I gather fish from everywhere they congregate. Wow, that's pretty smart. Thanks. Wide nets work. And they make you look smart. If you're looking to cast a wider net and fish where the fish are, Look Smart Advertising Solutions can help. Go to signup.looksmart.com to learn more. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream. Webmasterradio.fm. We're the coolest place around. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to the Daily Search Cast. Here's your host, search engine analyst Danny Sullivan. Hi, and welcome back to the Daily Search Cast. Again, today is Monday, January 29th. With me, um, I'm Barry. With me today is Detlev again. Hi, Detlev. How you doing? Hey, Barry. Glad to be back. <laughs> if you like, I could post those URLs in the chat room this way you could focus on what you need to focus on. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I appreciate that, Barry. That's cool. If there's one that uh, you don't have handy from the blog, I can throw it in there, too. But I know you're really good at posting links. So, um, And I want to tear through the next set of news stories so I can spend a little time on the cool Marissa Meyer interview that Gord had uh, done in the new column with Search Engine Land. So before we get to that, um, Google, YouTube, and Wikipedia all on the top 2006 brand list. And this is a list that's compiled from brandchannel.com. And basically the top five, Google number one, Apple number two, YouTube number three, which is now a Google property, Wikipedia number four, and Starbucks number five. So there you have it, folks. Uh, top brands 2006 according to Brand Channel. Dan Cohen 
ex-Yahoo uh, lead, actually the My Yahoo business unit, which is the personalized Yahoo page, uh, Dan Cohen was leading that business unit, has left Yahoo to become CEO of a company called PageFlakes, which Gary Price had reviewed recently, and there are links to uh, that review from the blog posting. Bit of news there on the Yahoo front. Um, Google Book Search and Google Maps team up. Now there are uh, Google Maps that appear on the left-hand side uh, when you're looking at a Google Book result page, which has a map and pins in the map, which are uh, scattered throughout, showing readers where there are places mentioned in the book, which uh, you posted as a cute idea, I think. And I especially like your comment about, can they plot Neverland on yeah. Peter Pan? <laughs> Love it, Barry. Um, that would be cool. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, <laughs> and uh, we have also, um, Google had, you had posted some time ago that Google switched over to using AMD, purchasing chips from AMD, and Intel wins back some uh, some of Google's business. They're now selling chips to Google as well, although Google's buying from both companies. Um, Topics.net has is in a deal with uh, classified ads and syndicating uh, classifieds. Topics is a sort of a local news search outlet or local news outlet. And uh, they are partnering with newspaper publishers, including the Tribune Company. Um, and uh, this is a deal where they are going to be uh, sort of mutually syndicating classified ads which uh, I think makes a lot of sense and may help out the newspapers since uh, while their uh, revenues start slipping and stuff because of online, maybe they can make up a little bit of it that way. Cool. There's a um, blog postings on the uh, uh, new Google checkout where there was um, they're doing a lot of uh, promotion to try to get people, merchants and so on, to sign up for Google Checkout and promote Google Checkout because since its launch, it's been sort of, you know, maybe a buzz of, um, of interest in, among the computer community. Not too many people are really jumping on the bandwagon. They were already hooked in with PayPal and so on. So Google's promoting the thing and everything. And, uh, well, according to the blog posting, they're doing that in response to people making it, you know, trying, you know, giving them feedback, saying, "Please make make it much easier. I'd like to filter shopping results by Google Checkout, stuff like that." So go check out the posting. Yeah. And finally, uh, YouTube is sort of uh, getting to um, perhaps make a little bit of advertising revenue. When BBC uh, shows, which you know, are shown on YouTube, the BBC may you know, be doing a little bit of a rev share deal with YouTube. So this is an interesting development. Uh, hey, maybe YouTube is going to start making a little bit of money. Uh, what they sold to Google for $1.6 billion, uh, hopefully there, there's some revenue opportunity there. Well, this is one of, the, one of those deals that you know, might make sense that they, they can earn revenue from advertising. Uh, from television programs and other things that are shown on the YouTube network. Yeah, I actually tried coining a new term today where, you know, because obviously the users are generating the content, they'd be sharing content, you know, revenue with YouTube, just like, you know, monetizing your own blog post with AdSense. So obviously there's lots of blogs out there, so maybe there's uh, like a videos, a speedios, you know, for <laughs> blog videos, just to generate right. revenue. Yeah. Right. 
So it should be a new, you know, niche, and obviously, um, hopefully, it won't contaminate be contaminated too fast. Yep. So we'll see how it goes. Good luck uh, to them. Uh, and in that same thing, Google TV rumors are basically a hoax. So if you saw any rumors about that over the weekend, don't worry about it. Uh, there were a couple of videos that were posted up on YouTube uh, that were pretty much a hoax. And um, there's a uh, posting about how to get good SEO clients, uh, how to build trust in the SEO community, and basically, um, you know, it's ranking for SEO and SEM is not enough, uh, especially because SEO may have a little bit of a reputation issue. So how to build trust in the SEO field? Uh, there are some tips from Aaron, just to rattle them off. Uh, participate in active parts of the web. Be seen as an expert. Submit articles to Web Pro News uh, and go to conferences. And there's more tips. But anyhow, uh, finally, before we move on, there are um, quick things on China. First, uh, Sergey Brin has uh, essentially come out and said that the censorship that went on with China, Google China censorship has been overall a net negative. So he finally has said, well, you know, that decision hasn't really, you know, he isn't satisfied with that decision. We'll see what Google does in the future, but at this time, you know, things are still obviously censored for Google China. And of course, um, the, you know, the, the, the argument in favor of operating in China is that more, some information is better than no information at all from Google. Uh, well, the thing is that Sergey Brin might have a unique uh, perspective on this, having come from the Soviet Union, where he may have felt a little bit of uh, oppression while living there. So, um, you know, the quote from him is he would, quote unquote, never have wanted to compromise in that direction. So, interesting. That's comments from Sergey Brin about Google China and the censorship thing. And uh, moving on. Um, to the, you know, finally about Google and uh, possibly, you know, China and the rest of the world, maybe they're thinking about building sort of a second life type application in Google Earth, which is second life, if for those of you who don't know, is sort of like a um, virtual world, uh, not really a, well, it's kind of a game. It's kind of a virtual world where you can create a character and sort of live in the space. Some of the companies, uh, I think, Sun Microsystems and a few other companies actually have their own Second Life, you know, storefront in the application. Well, it'd be interesting to see if Google does anything like that, but at this time it's all just a rumor. Finally, and let's finish off with the new Oh Behave article column coming uh, to you at Search Engine Land. In the first installment, Gord Hotchkiss has an interview with Marissa Meyer. Now, this thing is pretty extensive, but one Part of it that I would like to point out is, uh, uh, first of all, it has to do, this column has to do with user behavior and search behavior specifically. So who better than Gord with his eye tracking study uh, to lead off with, you know, what is a smashing uh, interview. I would highly recommend you go read the entire thing top to bottom because it it certainly has uh, a profound effect on all of our businesses, whatever it be, and that means the the search result page, which is the uh, you know real estate on that page, is 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 highly valuable, 
and uh, it really shows uh, starting with Google. And uh, Gord studies many times have pointed that Google's search result page is extremely user friendly. Uh, some of the poignant and uh, you know uh, thinking inside Google about how they produce this page. One of the things that I found key here, I'm going to read this real quick from Marissa Meyer. Most users on our search results page don't see the logo at the top of the page. They don't see one box. They don't even see spelling corrections, even though it's there in bright red letters. There's a single-mindedness of, I'm going to put in my search, not let anything on the home page get in the way, and I'm going to go for the first blue left-aligned link on the result page. Everything above it basically gets ignored. And we've seen that trend again and again. My guess is that, if anything, the same thing is happening at the portals. But because there is so much context around it on the home page, their user experience and search relevance teams may be led astray, thinking that that context has more relevance than it has. I think that's a very key difference between Google and the other uh, you know, portals slash search engines, and that may be one of the keys to Google's success thus far. Yeah, what, that was good. And that was pretty awesome. Uh, interview. I highly recommend people read it, and that's what I've got. Great. Thank you very much, Detlev. That wraps up Monday, January 29th, Daily Searchcast. Tune in tomorrow, 1130 Eastern time in the morning, and we'll have Detlev back with us. Again, thank you very much for listening, and everyone have a great day. Thanks, Barry. Thanks, everyone. The Daily Searchcast is produced and sponsored by WebmasterRadio.fm, the destination for education and entertainment. Looking to boost your competitive edge? Your bottom line. Network with your peers? Then stay tuned into webmasterradio.fm, where you can listen live or in podcast format to our award-winning exclusive radio shows hosted by the most respected names in the Internet world. Hi, this is Katie Kempner. Please join me Tuesdays at 2 o'clock for The Hook at the intersection of advertising and PR while I talk with my friends, industry leaders, about the state of the industry today right here on webmasterradio.fm. Webmasterradio.fm, putting you in the front row with unprecedented access to everyone you need to know. Log in now.